Oh, it's very quiet out there. Oh, in fact, one of the few cars I know who they are. They've got at least four cars. No one quite knows why they need so many cars. Um, they've just pulled off only leaving two, three cars in sight. It's the Easter holidays and uh, I didn't realise everyone can go on holiday today. So all the neighbours seem to have gone. Welcome to episode 51 of Mr. Burt Pods. Now, well, it's been quite a quiet week, actually. Um, it's been a very quiet week. I think because I've had no tutoring, admittedly that's only two hours, but there is preparation and uh, marking time. Oh, neighbours coming out. What's he up to? Going off somewhere. I notice he's now parked his car. Two of the neighbours have gone on holiday because I spoke to one of them this morning. Because uh, I didn't know that today was off. I didn't know today uh, lockdown restrictions are being eased and you can go and stay in. Uh, um, what's he doing? Oh, he's moving his car. What's he moving his car for? He's just moved his car about 10 feet back. What's he up to? No, he's not moving. He's going to look at me in a minute. I'm going to have to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I didn't know you were allowed to go away in a self-catering. Uh, that's the woodpecker at three o'clock. Um, a self-catering accommodation. I didn't know this. I don't understand why you also can go and have one-to-one beauty treatment uh, and gyms are open, which I'm not anti at all, but the theatres are still closed. I don't understand that because if you're going to a gym... You're puffing and panting, you're sweating. Um, I don't really see the difference between going to the gym and going to the theatre, to be honest. I mean, at least you go into a theatre quietly, you sit with your mask on and you depart again quietly. Oh, he's back out of his car. He's let's all go. What's he doing? He's just moved his car, sat there for ages and now got out again. So anyway, it's looking a bit bare in the street because all the cars have gone on holiday apparently. So I'm doing neighbourhood watch. Uh, of it. He's coming back out again. It's absolutely gripping. Coming out with his bins. It's been day and I haven't put our bins out. I'm obviously doing neighbourhood watch because uh, the, the neighbours are on holiday. So I'm keeping an eye on things. And usually for me. Uh, and next door are. Uh, might get them. Well, they're still expecting delivery. And obviously because they're away. I said if I see it come I'll grab it. Uh, and take it in for them. So we do have nice neighbours. And um, where was I? Yeah, so gyms and theatres, I don't really I don't really see why you can go and have a massage or have your toes painted, toenails painted, and you can't go to the theatre. Call me old-fashioned. Uh, but I didn't realise we can all be travelling. I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere today. I mean, the traffic will be an absolute nightmare on the motorway. Surely everybody's going to be travelling at the same time. It's the uh, Easter holidays. Um so, uh, yes, so the sun's out and it continues to be quite cold. Uh, we've got a bit of tree trauma going on outside because um, there is no connection. There's no provable connection between the fact that the neighbour who's having the... Oh, yes, well, the builders did turn up this morning for five minutes and then went away again. So that was their busy day. 
and I saw that because it happened during yoga. There is no provable connection between the fact that uh, the neighbour that's having the extension wants to put in some electric gates and uh, or is going to put in some electric gates and the tree very near where the electric gate's going, which is on the pavement and in effect owned by the council, has been killed. Uh, it is the talk of the street. And uh, the other sad thing is our beautiful cherry tree. Well, it's not ours, it's the council's, but outside our flat may have to go at some point because the roots really are um, causing problems with the pavement. And uh, one of our neighbours tripped and fell and broke her hand. Uh, on on one of the lumps in the ground caused by the roots so um that would be fair i mean they would replace it but obviously they'd replace it with a smaller tree but it looks like the council are going to do something in the meantime about the pavement uh, maybe try and flatten it out or something i don't know so uh, that's all go the flipping um yeah i'm just looking at the demolished fat blog um the uh, I'm now on Magpie Watch. They just come all the time and they're getting quite arrogant now. They just look at me uh, and then have a bit peck of food and then continue looking at me. They're getting quite brazen, it has to be said. Um, and um, the neighbours over the road continue not to do anything to annoy me, which is about really getting quite irritating, uh, has to be said. So... Um, there is a lack of cars, lack of people. So yesterday we had visitors who drove over, uh, one of whom listens to this podcast regularly. And I do have to say thank you for all the uh, things that were sent, congratulating me and thanking me for 50 golden years of, um, well, golden episodes of uh, Mr. Burt Pods. It was very kind of you all. So thank you very much. It was much appreciated. Um, and I shall be carrying on I don't know, so I don't really know. I don't, it's difficult to think about the future, isn't it? Because you've no idea what's going to be happening. Um, anyway, that's a big topic I don't want to get into now. So, um, yeah, so we had friends. And, uh, of course, as soon as they turn up, absolutely nothing happens in the road. I think a couple of cars went past. Absolutely nobody walked past. It was silent. Um, and it just looked like <clears throat> I make it all up. And I don't. I don't make it all up. It's all true. And uh, as I said, it's being verified by the neighbour downstairs who's independently said exactly the same thing as me, that there is an extraordinary amount of traffic, foot traffic and mechanical traffic going up and down such a quiet road that actually doesn't go between two useful places. But I was then talking to the downstairs neighbour um, after friend had gone and she said just after my friend had gone, There'd been some men sitting in a white car, which I hadn't noticed. Um, they got out of the white car, got out a mattress and stuck up an alleyway uh, opposite our flat uh, and drove off. And it's a really odd little alleyway that you barely notice it, really. It just goes down the back of some houses on the other road. And um, it, I don't know what goes on up there. I mean, but but my neighbour was also saying loads of because she can see it clear more clearly than I can. Loads of people go for pee up there. They literally drive up, get out of the car, go up the alley for pee, and then drive off again like it's some sort of public toilet. Which a is disgusting, but b I mean it's such a small alleyway. I mean, it's like is there an is there a places you can go for a public pee in private in North London website uh, sort of a TripAdvisor thing? You know you can grade your peeing places. But oh, there's somebody in a 
Russian hat. I don't really think that's that cold outside. I went running this morning and was absolutely boiling. Um, it was cold when I went out and I put five layers on, five thin layers, and was absolutely sweltering. I nearly gave up running, actually, I was so hot. Um, so, yes, so uh, I don't know why, but it seems to become a North London focal for going to the toilet, the alleyway opposite our road. It's just um, not very pleasant. And of course, if people dump mattresses, you can't do anything about it. The council don't do anything about it, they're not interested. Although they're very, um, oddly, the council are very uh, onto the trees, and if anyone damages a tree, they get very cross about it. Uh, and you can report tree damage, and they will do something about it if, if they can find out who's doing it. So that is lovely, and I'm not locking it at all, but I wish they were now. That's interesting because there is an ice cream van going past. Super Mario, freshly made for you. And prior to this podcast recording today, I... Oh, there we go. You see, I don't make it up. And um, prior to this podcast, I was thinking... Uh, the ice cream van has started up. I'd heard it earlier on today. And um, I was thinking I've never seen it. It's like a ghost ice cream van that comes down this road. I always hear it, and I've never, ever seen it. And how funny is it I should be sitting in the window today and there it is in real life. It does exist because um, it comes down here a lot. Um, I quite fancy an ice cream actually, but I can't go out and get one. So, um, yeah, so it's all goes today with the, uh, the real uh, ice cream van appearing. So, yes, yeah, so anyway, so of course the friend just disappears off as the uh, mattress appears and I didn't see the mattress being dumped either. So that was a lost opportunity. Um, I was complaining. Actually, the reason I can't see the ice cream van, the reason it doesn't exist until today, is because of the yucca tree next door. And uh, it's been there forever, the yucca tree. It was there before we moved in. And um, I remember a neighbour saying, once it flowers, it dies. Uh, and that yucca tree has flowered for about 30 years. And the thing is, A, I don't particularly like yucca trees, uh, out of their sort of native tropical sort of habitat because I don't think it fits in with our road at all. And secondly, it blocks my view down the road. So the reason I never see the ice cream van is because uh, it's always parked further down the road behind the yucca tree and I've never been able to see it. However, sitting here today, the ice cream van actually turned up driving and moving from the end of the road, so I saw it. Um, but anyway, the neighbour did get a full run at uh, the um, friend got a full rundown on neighbours, um, who they are, because some of them did appear, and uh, the fact that she did unhelpfully suggest I could put some sort of a telescope out of uh, one of our windows, and, and it would have to be bendable, and it would be able to see round the yucca tree, so I'd be able to see what's going on down the road. But that just turned into some sort of flight of fancy that I couldn't really follow, and it certainly wasn't at all practical. So I won't be doing that. But... Um, Yes, yeah, so that was nice. So we went for a walk. I think that's about the only thing I've done this week. We went for a walk. Oh, no, we no, no, that's not true. We've been for two walks with other people. And um, it did really hit me that actually I have seen less people than I have fingers uh, in the past year to sort of socialise with. Obviously, I've seen people generally. But that's just a weird, weird thought. Um it is a really strange thought. I've been 
in my flat bar an hour to an two hour occasionally a three or four hour walk uh, once a day a visit to the supermarket once a week uh, and a few meetups outside with friends um, for the past year and there is that part of me that doesn't you know that I don't really want to go back to normal I don't I don't want to go back on packed public transport I don't want to mix with crowds particularly um, I haven't missed travel time and I haven't missed London public transport in the slightest I sort of regretted we didn't have a car but that was all right because we don't um, oh oh it's ice cream man um, oh of course that's why the children are running down the road um, thank you Sherlock Holmes um, yeah so it's all a bit strange really I think I just I think I've said before I just I've decided I want to spend quality time with close friends um, because I think that's what I've missed so much uh, is family and friends um, and I miss my job obviously but um, I'm quite happy not working in some ways I'm going a bit reflective because it is I do find this sort of half coming out of lockdown time all a bit strange um, so, although having said that I do have a haircut on Friday booked but that's another thing I mean I'm going to a flipping hairdressers uh, along with how many other people who possibly are passing COVID on to their hairdressers who are then going to I mean it's, I, I, I don't get why we can do that um, and can't go to the theatre but there we are so I'm actually reading the uh, what's it called the big freelance report which is a huge document, 142 pages, um, put together by the theatre industry on the working conditions of freelancers within the theatre industry. And I always knew the theatre industry is a one-off. I mean, there is nothing like it as far as working practices go. And I knew freelance was a bit different from the rest of the world, well, the rest of society. But actually, I am quite shocked at how appalling uh, freelance freelancers are treated in the theatre which has basically come about because there's been a constant uh, cutting of money in theatres since the second world war so that now um, instead of valuing the people that work for it it's theatres are just desperate to get money in through PR marketing and everything else and high ticket prices um, and freelancers are basically being completely pushed aside so that you spend your whole time in complete insecurity, not knowing where your next job's going from, uh, coming from, um, not being respected for your knowledge, and um, basically having to be nice to everybody around you because your next job depends on the job you've got at the moment. Um, I mean, I've been hugely lucky that I've always had work since I decided to go back into the theatre, and even then I was offered that through a friend. Um, and I've just met lovely people who have looked after me. Um, but uh, I don't, it's just so precarious. And much as I love theatre, I think, well, just uh, do I want to go back to not knowing where the not next job comes from all the time? And I've been lucky because I don't work horrendous hours. I mean, that's the other thing about theatre. I mean, people work between, you know, getting shows out and getting the next show in. They just have these ridiculous weeks of, you know, 14 15 16 hour days which i think are just complete madness um and 
probably are not productive at all because everybody is so tired. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm waffling all about that, but I'm, I'm still in the process of reading this document because it is very long, but it is really interesting. Whether anything will actually change, of course, uh, will have to be seen. But of course, it's, it's funny. I mean, I thought I would get into a rhythm of lockdown and I did have a sort of very rhythmic life at the end at the beginning of it which I thought would stay all the way through it but you know my my rhythm and my patterns and my days have changed um and I think you know will I continue a daily walk because I do love the daily walk but when things get back to normal will I continue my daily walk or will I just get swallowed back up in everything again um I also wonder I just don't, I mean, there's so many things I'd like to do and just take up time. Like I don't want to have piano lessons. I'd like to go back and have some more therapy. Um, I'd like to, I want to keep my yoga up. I love doing my running. I want to start up swimming again. Uh, you know, there's other bits and pieces which A, all cost an absolute fortune, which I haven't got, and B, do take time up. And I think that's the thing of not working is you really, I've realised um, there are other things I would rather be doing. Um well, that sounds really spoiled. Uh, I don't mean it to be, because I do like my work, but um, my writing's coming along anyway, so that's good. Uh, and um, Sally, Sally Bailey, whose book uh, I'm still attempting, as I say, every week, um, her book, Girl with Dove, has been translated into Italian and is number seven in the Italian bestsellers says a lot about Italy because I don't think it ever got anywhere near that in this country um, but A, the Italians do treasure their bookshops in a way I don't think the British do, says he who used to work in a bookshop so that's all good news, so I've really got to get on my head down and uh, get that sorted out um, I've got my play pretty much finished, I'm just waiting on Darren's feedback for the competition play that I'm putting in for the end of the month and I've also got a radio play that I'm working on. So I've got plenty to keep myself occupied. Um, uh, but have I covered everything? We've covered the neighbours, we've covered the builders. Uh, yeah, yoga was all right, surprising this morning. Uh, I did look up at one point and she was doing something completely different to the position that I was in. But I decided to ignore that. She didn't read any poems and that was all lovely. Um... She was. She did actually say that she did a couple of class the other day, and when it got to the Shavasana, the respite at the end, half the client, the people turned their cameras off, um, which I thought, well, that's probably because they're all bursting for the toilet like I am, except I'm too polite to turn my camera off and go to the toilet. Um, she did actually say, actually, it was the uh, it was the position that I was in a completely different position to her. She did before say, if anyone finds this difficult, do say. I know who that was aimed at. So uh, television, um, loving um, Crash Landing on You. I don't know whether I mentioned Crash Landing on You. It's an or Crash Landing on YouTube, which is not called, but what my text prediction did the other day. Um, it's an epic with a capital E Korean. Uh, I can't call it a soap opera. It's, it's, it's not a soap opera, it's, but it's very, very long. Each episode's between about an hour and ten minutes and an hour and a half um, but it's epic in every sense epic emotions it's got thrills and 
it's this epic love story and it's really really funny and the characters are all absolutely brilliant and the plot just twists and turns um and i've never seen anything like it it's just brilliant it's on netflix um and um yeah absolutely love it and the Koreans, I've used to, when I used to work at the National Film Theatre and the London Film Festival, I used to go and see Korean films. They've always made really good films, the South Koreans. They've always been really interesting. Um, so that's that. That's my main TV recommendation. And my other, oh yeah, my other TV recommendation is New Girl, which is Zoe Deschanel, or whatever you ever say her name, um, which has just turned it, we're on series two now, but halfway through it, turned into something completely unexpected. Uh, it, it's a really lovely thoughtful um but at the same time completely eccentric um and hilariously funny uh sitcom about slightly older people are in the 30s uh friendships and all the characters are barking mad but they're all completely believable um and lovable and i think the sort of characters that i've never really seen they're just so uncliche that i've never really or they just have a freshness about them, even if they're sort of archetypes, that I don't really see in other comedies. Um, it's a really, it just, it could have just been a, a sort of superficial sitcom about a girl moving in to a shared flat with three other men. Um, and it's, it. I think it's just about friendship. I think it's a, a beautiful dissection of the ups and downs and the complexities of friendship. Um with these oddball but completely believable characters and there's such a freshness about it um i really love it it's one of my favorite comedies i'm gonna to have to list all my favorite comedies on mr bird pods i'm on now but i've been waffling on for too long so i'm going to stop um i think i've covered everything and um it's been very quiet. The reason I haven't said anything about the road is that literally there's been nothing happening. Schools will be back next week. It'll all be exciting again. And there'll be more cars parked. You can't get more exciting than a parked car. Or, you know, getting into the car, moving it back 10 yards and then getting out again. So I'll see you all next week. And thank you for listening. <laughs>